Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, July 8th, and we are back in the studio live. It feels so weird to be back in here. Deja vu. I think it's been 16 months. Has it been 16 months? We have been blessed to be in the Newhoff studio. Well, we did three, right? And then COVID shut us down. Three shows, and then COVID changed everything. But um, really thankful to everybody at Newhoff for... Mm -hmm. uh, making this happen so mm-hmm. we can be live uh one of our main people is uh on vacation uh in right. mexico we That's wanted right. him to be able to enjoy his time and not have to do any uh mixing uh, of a pre-recorded right. show so uh, we're blessed to be here did you have a good fourth of july i had a great fourth of july yeah good weather yeah. i did lots of yard work and i was in my pool a lot how about you yeah. well i thought about coming to covington i gotta be honest with you our friend jenna vanny yes Giving me the updates <laughs> on the parade, the parade, and yeah, the, the fireworks. She, but she told me that it, she said the people in Covington. I've never been to such a kind parade. Well, there you go. She said they get they give you a wide berth, okay. to get your candy, and okay. she said the adults don't run out in the street and get it. They let the kids do it. So, so. I like I'm not really <laughs> versed in parade etiquette, but I mean. As, are there unkind parades? Or there? I think there are when when like you have adults that run into the yeah. street and, and don't let the kids do it. So anyway, yeah. she was impressed with the kindness of the Covington Fourth of July parade. So well, we had a great Fourth of July. We had some friends from uh, over in the Clinton Decatur Lincoln area yeah. come over, and we've kind of raised our kids together, and we're all empty mm-hmm. nesters now, mm-hmm. and just had a great time, uh, you know, grilling and just hanging out. And I heard that y'all, I mean, you didn't stay up for the fireworks. I didn't. I, I got to tell you, I'm an old. <laughs> soul i really am and uh when 10 o'clock hits uh-huh. uh and, and i think you said it best last week when you've seen one firework you've seen them all i think so and here's the thing in my neighborhood we had fireworks like five nights in a row exactly so, you know you just look out your window <laughs> but right. uh but anyway but hey we are blessed to have with us all morning long one of our sponsors mm-hmm. on direct line bean han of han's tank wash is with us bean thanks for coming back oh it's a pleasure to be here and i want to take an opportunity to say thank you guys uh, from all the sponsors. You've done a great job, and, and uh, we just really enjoy it. Before we really dive in, can we say, is your name really Bean? My name's Joseph. Joseph? Yeah. Yes. Why yeah. do people call you Bean? It's a, We don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I know you as yeah. Bean, but yeah. you're really yeah. Joseph. And right. you own Hans Tank Wash, which is Hans in Tank Oakwood. Wash. That's correct. Yeah, so yes. we appreciate you being a sponsor. And in Oakwood, we, we're, we're serious about our parade candy, too. Are you? Okay. Oh, we teach our kids, if you, you're going to be stuck with a Tootsie Roll if you don't get out there and get those Twix. <laughs> Throw an elbow or two. It's so, fine. so in Oakwood, is there a 4th of July? Parade or not? The, there's generally okay. there's several parades a year. There's, okay. Yeah, so they're well they're well practiced on, yeah. on how to do that. Very well, good. Well, that's awesome. Well, I wanted to start this morning by talking about Independence Day. Uh, our founding fathers voted for independence on July second. They actually ratified the document on July four, two hundred forty five years ago today. But Bean, you have a unique perspective as a veteran of our military. So um, maybe just quickly tell a little bit about your military service. But I really want to get into how you, as a veteran, see Independence Day. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I w- I'm an Army vet. Uh, combat vet and uh, am very proud of that. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been my experience that vets view things a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, we don't get quite as um, 
up in arms about things like protests and, okay. thing, and things of that nature. It's, it's more people who aren't vets that do. Why is that, do you think? I think it's because our entire purpose was for freedom, and that's across the board. Right. And that even means freedom uh, to do things that we don't appreciate. Now, that doesn't mean we appreciate it or support it. Right. Uh, but we support the right to do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, when you think about Independence Day and the 4th of July, um, how does that impact you? How does that impact your family as, as you see the nation pause? And, and I think for a lot of people, it's really National Barbecue Day. You know, it's really a day off of work. I don't know that they're sitting at home realizing what happened 245 years ago, but what's happened almost every year since, quite honestly, right. to keep freedom a reality how's that play well, out for well, you i think it's i think it's a good thing and it's a bad thing i think it's it's a testament to how firm that freedom is yeah that you don't have to revisit it all the time right now right. those who work for it uh, fought for it and so forth it's a little different yeah but it's not like we stand up every morning and salute the flag right. and say the pledge i mean right. that's not how it is but you just have more of an awareness yeah you know, I've I've spent time uh, the last week and a half, and I do this every year. I watch parts of the John Adams miniseries. Sure. I just finished the Pacific miniseries that chronicles the Pacific uh, theater in World War II. Right. And it is amazing what men and women did to protect or to make sure that there was a United States of America. And I just, I'm afraid maybe that uh, younger generations... They, they just have no idea that it's just not even a reality. It's well, just not even on the, the radar at all. And, and not only that, but it's a falsehood to them. Now it's being taught that it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a falsehood. Right. And that's what's really scary. Yeah. And my only hope is that generation to generation, that pendulum swings. Right. right. And eventually this group that's pushing mm -hmm. uh, some of these, what I consider ridiculous things, right. the pendulum's going to swing the other way and knock them off their perch. Right. I have a feeling. Now it might take time and we'll have some pain yeah. uh, between them. Yeah. But again, what our forefathers did did is so strong right uh that it'll, it'll take a lot to it take a lot to topple that and, and it really is just an amazing i mean when you read history and you look at how it played out it, it is the, the word providence comes to mind because right. there were so many odds that were stacked against this becoming reality and yet it happened you true. know yeah, and truly and it's yeah. a great blessing now steph your dad was a veteran is that right correct and so mm -hmm. um i mean growing up did, did you ever have conversations with your dad was that ever something that he didn't he talk about, about? Yeah. he did not talk about it very much he was in vietnam yeah and it was not something he visited very much but i remember going to washington dc with him yeah uh, on a family vacation and seeing the the vietnam uh memorial yeah. and um he seemed to be very moved at that yeah um but he didn't talk about it very much yeah. How about you, Bean? Where it's did a, you... It's a very internal thing mm -hmm. uh, with vets. Uh, I kind of alluded to it when I spoke uh, on Memorial Day a few weeks yeah. ago at church, that when you're in the service, yes, you're you're patriotic and you're, you're fighting for your country and so forth, but it really does get very narrow. Uh, the, the guy beside you, your brothers and sisters, are the most important. Right. to you a guy right. that fell on a grenade right. he didn't fall on a grenade for the freedom of america right. he fell on a grenade to protect his you. buddies that right. were around him right. and so right. it's a little bit different you don't 
you have those moments of patriotism. I shared a picture a while back of when we crossed the Euphrates yeah. in the Gulf War, and my buddies were they had put up a flag and they were yeah. you know, cleaning the top of their helicopter, greasing and all of that, and that was moving. I mean, yeah. it's very and moving even now. Right, and that's been a long time ago. Where did you serve? Right. I was with the 101st in Fort, uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, for okay. most of my uh, service. Now, from there, we went everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the only other permanent station I had was in Korea. Okay. So hmm. I was there for a year, but my most of my my time was with the 101st. Now, 101st is that airborne or not? They're or called they're the 101st Airborne, but okay. they haven't jumped out of planes and helicopters in a long time. Okay. Yeah, it's an air assault division, is what they call it. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Because I think Jake Weiss from our staff, I think his brother is a hmm. part of right. that unit, I believe. I've heard right. him talk about yeah. it. So mm-hmm. just thankful for everyone that has served and mm-hmm. um, just the freedom that we have and, and the blessing. You know, we had a protest take place at the Olympic trials right. featuring an athlete, uh, actually, who went to school here in Illinois. And one of the things that I, I said Sunday, is she's got the opportunity, the freedom to do that. Right. You know, if she was a Chinese athlete, if she was a Russian athlete, you never, I mean, you never hear from her again. I right. mean, that'd just be it. Be I, but I just don't understand it. When you're participating in a national, it's a, it's an international, Yeah. what, what do you expect? Yeah. I mean, what, I, I mean, <laughs> when I, you win, you're, they're going to play the national anthem. I don't get so. it. I'm not excited about it. I would I, never encourage an athlete to go down that road. But I think what is unique about the United States of America is you have the freedom to do that. You right. have the right to do that. And that's that. how I, f- I mean, yeah. I look at them and forgive my bluntness, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think what an idiot. Yeah, right. However, I don't feel like, right. you know, you hear people say, if you burn the flag, I'm going to, whatever. Right. I, I right. just don't, right. you know, be an idiot. If I you think be that's an idiot. the genius of the United States of America. Absolutely. Is that you have that freedom. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about freedom as it pertains to religion and churches a little bit later in the segment today. And again, you look at what's happening north of the border in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people would say Canada and the U.S. are about even, Stephen. I mean, they're arresting pastors mm-hmm. on highways with SWAT teams. Helicopters they looking at them to see if they're having church. That's, you know, in, that's I incredible. Mean, I just can't fathom because right. it wouldn't happen is, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I, I think it is a reminder that uh, freedom isn't free, but freedom isn't a reality everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you, you just have uh, you have a world that's much different. And that's one of the things I wonder being, you know, are some of the people that are most upset with our country? Um, I said there's two extremes, I think, playing out in America. One is that America can't do anything right. And I think there's a lot of maybe younger generation that they just can't see anything positive. There's others that say America can't do anything wrong. Sure. And both are extremes. Both right. are incorrect. Mm-hmm. But I would love for people that feel like America can't do anything right and really need to think about um, traveling, you know, I've right. been to India, right? I've been to the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. you know, and I haven't traveled as much as a lot of people have. I mean, Haiti this week, their president was assassinated. Well, I mean, you don't even need to travel. You right. just need to read. Right. 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 It's, right. it's as simple as right. reading. Right. And see, but yeah, when you, yeah. when you are in other places and see how it is and how difficult, right. Uh, getting to that freedom, searching for that longing for that right. freedom. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is taken for granted here. Yeah. And that's yeah. not to say there's not issues and there's not problems, and we don't need to have a conversation about that. But at the end of the day, if you think life's better in Afghanistan, if you think life's better in China, you know, if you think life's better in Haiti, I mean, mm-hmm. Haiti's a, tr- uh, a country mm-hmm. that we spend a right. lot of time ministering to. But does, I mean, to. doesn't that apply across the board? I mean, it does. That, that's with the individuals. That's it does. with it's better across town. It does. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. 
Well, hey, let's do this. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to continue this conversation and take it to the local church level, and especially our service that we had Sunday morning at Second Church. Uh You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, July 8th. We'll be right back after this. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor of the Witzel Family McDonald's, and I am excited to announce that we are now hiring for the new Covington location. To apply, text the code IN442 to 38000. This is Charlie Jeffers, Training Manager. We are currently looking for managers, maintenance staff, and crew members. Text the code IN442 to 38000 to apply. McDonald's offers competitive wages, flexible schedules, discounts, and a college tuition assistance program. Join the McDonald's team. Text IN442 to 38000 today. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg after a long 4th of July holiday yes. weekend. Yes. And um, I'm a little tanner because yes. of it. I mean, I am too, but not off. because of the pool. Uh, no. I finally got my bike off the rack. I oh, looked at my really? bike for nine and a half months. Wow. And finally on July 3rd, <laughs> yes. I said, today's the day that changes. And, and how far did you ride? Um, well, I did 21 miles that first day. Oh, and my. every time I get back into cycling, I tell my wife, I, I don't mean this in a, in a negative way but i feel like something's wrong with me like i've got a muscle disease or something because my <laughs> legs don't work i get to like that 15 mile mark but uh day five i was doing a little bit better wow so, yeah. are, there, are your legs like jelly today uh, you're better? i'm a little you're tired right. today i'm yeah. gonna take today off i think yeah. but it's good to be outside yeah it was you know? beautiful we um, the weather was just yes. perfect over yes. the weekend and it was just um Good to have some rest and relaxation and some sunshine. And so we're glad to have back in the studio with us this morning one of our sponsors, Bean Han, um, a veteran of the United States Army. And uh, like I said, one of our sponsors. And we're just glad that you're here with us. I appreciate you being here. And so something I wanted to talk to the two of you about uh, relates to worship services. And, you know, Stephanie, obviously you plan every worship service in Main Auditorium. And Bean, you're involved in most worship services on Sunday mornings. And so here's the question. 4th of July fell on a Sunday right. this year. Right. And I'm wondering 
what is the correct balance? <laughs> we live in America, yep. and we're blessed to live in America, yep. and the first freedom of the United States of America is religious freedom. Right. What's the balance between patriotism and our purpose for worship, which I believe without a shadow of a doubt is to glorify God and give praise to Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. And so, Steph, I'll start with you, okay. and maybe we could even talk a little bit about what we did Sunday. I'm not saying it's the right way, right. Or the, the right, right model, but I know churches that, I mean, it's Patriotic Sunday, and they sing patriotic right. songs, and the message, you know, might include the reading of the Declaration of Independence. You know, it, right. it really is very much... In American history mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And then I know churches that Sunday didn't even mention the fact, right. you know, right. maybe said have a good time at, you know, your barbecue this right. afternoon or something right. like that. What do you think? Well, I think it is an interesting balance. I mean, I grew up in a Baptist church, which was fairly patriotic. Okay. Uh, in my early marriage, I went to a Mennonite church, which was not patriotic whatsoever. And that's all, like most Mennonite churches yes. are all Mennonite churches, yeah, right? Yeah, they're pacifists. So yeah. there was not a mention of it. Okay. And now here at Second Church of Christ, I think we've done, you know, um, we've had services in the past uh, that are very patriotic. Okay. Um, I remember when we celebrated the anniversary of 9-11, we met at the Civic Center and did yeah. a very patriotic service. Was that um, the 10th anniversary? I believe that it right? was Something the 10th, like that? right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done those very patriotic things. But this past Sunday, Day. Um, and I, th I thought we had a, I mean, we didn't have patriotic music, but right. we did ha have patriotic mentions through video, um, yeah. remembering that, you know, our, for our forefathers were, were, were believers. Right. I mean, they were followers of Christ. And right. so many of their thoughts came from the Bible. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a good reminder. But I mean, we didn't go overly, we didn't go anywhere near the patriotic music yeah. This, yeah. this time around. Did you hear so, about it? I haven't. Okay. But I don't okay. usually hear about the complaints. Yeah. Yeah. It's somebody I, else I that hear hears about, about the complaints. <laughs> Did you hear about them? I haven't. Okay. I have not. You know, yeah. we had that discussion. I lead a Tuesday morning Bible study, and we had talked the week before about it. And I said, you know, I, I'm building a, a part of, I guess I would call it a history lesson into uh -huh. my message, uh -huh. you know, because I think it's important that uh -huh. we understand specifically the, the ideal of religious freedom and where that came from. Mm -hmm. But I said, at the end of the day, we're gathering to worship God. We're right. gathering to glorify Jesus Christ. And I did have a comment from someone that I love dearly. Mm -hmm. And their comment was, well, I hope there'll be at least one patriotic song, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but again, at, well, I think, own, I think, you know? I mean, every Sunday that we gather, we remember that there are believers all over the world right. that do not enjoy the freedoms that we do. Right. And so I think there has to be a balance. You know, I mean, we say God shed his grace on America. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, he did, I guess. And the fact that I think we enjoy freedoms that many countries don't enjoy. But I think we have to be careful about. Right. We are not God's chosen country. Right. I mean, but but I think there's some that would try to make the case that we are. You know, and I, I, well, I think I, Israel is God's chosen country. Well, but, but I think at the end of the day, you look at post-Jesus earthly ministry and the message of the book of Acts, the message of the New Testament is clear. God's grace is available to all. Yes. You know, I don't want yeah. to turn this into a Sunday morning right. sermon, yeah. but yeah. Um, that, that is the message yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Bean, what do you think about that balance? And I mean, you do something every Memorial Day and Veterans Day that I love, and that is you, it's sometimes just the communion meditation, sometimes it's just a, a message during the service where you remind people, Memorial Day remembers those who died. Uh, serving their country. Veterans Day honors all veterans. What do you think is a he healthy balance? I think the way we do it is a healthy balance. I think okay. I think you mention it. I think you bring it in, but it can't become the focus. Right. And I think that's important. And so, yeah, what I try to do is is link whatever it is you mm -hmm. were talking about or mm -hmm. drew before. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and make sure that it, it makes sense what we're doing. Uh, but it, but the the end result has to be the message of everything that we do on a Sunday morning is this is about Christ right. and Him dying for us. Right. That's it. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I think um, I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening and you have an opinion on this, send me an email, greg at secondchurch.com. I would love to get your perspective. I did something Sunday that I wasn't quite sure uh, how it was going to play out, but I did a little wardrobe change. <laughs> you did. Um, and so, you know, I just had a red polo almost exactly like what Bean's wearing, you know, before and after. But when I came out for the beginning part of my sermon, I had a really bright blue USA Home of the Brave shirt right. on purpose. Right. And I talked about our country mm-hmm. and I, I read a, a sentence from mm-hmm. the Declaration of Independence and just shared some thoughts on freedom. And then we showed a video mm-hmm. and then I came out with a second shirt uh-huh. on that said Jesus is king. And I preached Galatians five and right. freedom in Christ. Never mentioned the shirt, you know, right. never said a word about it. Just trying to drive home that idea. But it was interesting. The looks I got <laughs> when I came out in the USA shirt, some of them were uh, looks of great approval uh-huh. and some of them were looks of has he lost his mind? Well, the look you that know? you got. For me from home because I watched from home was he he went back there and spilt something on himself and had to change. That's the look you got yeah. from me. I've only had one negative comment. That was from my wife. Okay. She said, "I wonder was there a fourth shirt coming?" But, but anyway, it's a good time. Well, hey, we need to take another break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry. We carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. Our world needs humble, confident, bold, and integrity-infused leaders. Live online and in person at more than 500 host venues across the United States, it's the premier leadership event of 2021, the Global Leadership Summit, Thursday and Friday, August 5 and 6. World-class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and more. Join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org slash summit. This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor of the Witzel Family McDonald's, and I am excited to announce that we are now hiring for the new Covington location. To apply, text the code IN442 to 38000. This is Charlie Jeffers, Training Manager. We are currently looking for managers, maintenance staff, and crew members. Text the code IN442 to 38000 to apply. McDonald's offers competitive wages, flexible schedules, discounts, and a college tuition assistance program. Join the McDonald's team. Text IN442 to 38000 today. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. 
Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, July 8th. Uh, Greg and Stephanie and joined in studio this week, our friend and Direct Line sponsor, Bean Han. And, Steph, we could not do Direct Line without our great sponsors. Who are we saying thank you to? Well, the team at Han's Tank Wash, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. And, man, that McDonald's is coming along. I know. I'm telling you And I think think this is right. We're going to have Deanna and maybe Rob on... I think it's the last, I, I don't have my schedule in front of me, but I think it's the last Thursday in July. They're going to give us a, a Covington update, update and let us know Wonderful. how it's all unfolding. It's, but I know looking really good. all my Covington friends are ready for it to happen. <laughs> we are. I, I will still say this. It, it's the best cup of coffee around, I you know. Um, I make my own most of the time, mm-hmm. but when I buy coffee, uh, mm-hmm. if I can, it's McDonald's. Yeah. I, I love their coffee. And it's cheap. You know, it's, I know. So, yeah, I, know. I mean, you go some places and you're paying three dollars for a cup of black coffee and right. again to each their own. Yeah. But I think uh, it's just a great blessing and we're thankful for all of our sponsors. That's right. That's right. Hey, I want to turn a little somber right now. It's something I've been wanting to talk about on Direct Line for a while. But uh, back in May, Steph, you and I were getting ready to host a uh, Christian Church, Church of Christ Ministers mm-hmm. lunch. Mm-hmm. And we learned of the tragic mm-hmm. shooting mm-hmm. of a Champagne police officer in the line of duty, mm-hmm. Chris Oberheim. Mm-hmm. I learned later that day that one of the first... Uh, People that I met in ministry, a good friend who's a Champagne City police officer now, um, he and Oberheim basically are neighbors and mm-hmm, friends, mm-hmm. and um, just an unbelievable, heartbreaking reality. And, you know, there's been some challenges, I would say, um, in the last year and a half in Champaign and in many communities as it relates to law enforcement and a lot of the protests against law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Amber o- Oberheim is the widow, and she has begun to really speak out. Mm-hmm. And this week she addressed the Champaign City Council and um, pretty much said it is time that you support without apology mm-hmm. your law enforcement mm-hmm. officers. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that's a message that transcends every community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that the momentum maybe has, has turned a little bit. I see more people maybe than in the last 18 months that seem to be rallying around law enforcement. But I wanted to get you both of your perspectives. I know, Bean, you and I had a conversation about this time a year ago in the midst of, you know, the George Floyd killing and all, all that had played out. Um, what do you see happening, and maybe especially with Amber Oberheim and, you know, the, the crusade that she's a part of, what's a lesson for us to learn? Well, I, the importance of supporting those who protect us uh, is huge. Yeah. And, and the notion that of you know, the last year of the defunding the police and, and they're all the bad guys has just been so ridiculous that, again, I think the pendulum that we talked about is swinging back the other way yeah. where uh, fair-minded people say this is 
This has gone way too far. Well, aren't they even, didn't the Minneapolis city force, isn't someone saying you have to hire more police officers? Well, didn't I read that this week? what happened was Minneapolis decided to defund the police department. Right, back then. And now they're saying. And then crime skyrocketed. And now they're back saying, hey, um, you know, it's the police officer's fault because they're not responding quickly enough. And people are saying we need to hire more police officers. But it's not just Minneapolis. It's Minneapolis. It's Seattle. It's Mm. Portland. It's Honestly, all over our country, New York City, mm-hmm. crime is on the rise, mm-hmm. and more and more people are saying, I don't want to go into law enforcement, or I'm going to retire early from law right. enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I think what Amber Oberheim is saying, I think she has the microphone right now, mm-hmm. really, when, wherever she wants to go. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, sure. I mean, who is not going to allow the right. widow of a slain officer to speak? But I think that it's a message that needs to be understood. And um, do I think there are corrupt law enforcement officers? I do. I think there are corrupt ministers. Mm -hmm. I think there are corrupt teachers. I think they're few and far between, Mm -hmm. you know, but we don't stop having church. Mm -hmm. We don't stop having worship services Mm -hmm. because of the mistake that a minister in New York City, we talked about a minister in New York City Mm -hmm. several months Mm -hmm. ago that Mm -hmm. had a very hard fall from grace, very Mm -hmm. high profile. That doesn't affect what we're doing here, you know, and I think that that's the mindset that's being uh, propagated by some is this idea because of this. Um, mistake that was made mm-hmm. this this crime called a crime he was a, he was mm-hmm. convicted of a crime mm-hmm. that should impact Champagne and Danville mm-hmm. and Indianapolis there was an officer killed yesterday in Terre Haute right. you know right. a 30 year mm-hmm. veteran was mm-hmm. killed in Terre Haute and I, I think that we have to rise up and we have to support law enforcement and you know Chief Yates who I, I'm blessed to uh, you know spend time mm-hmm. with somewhat regularly you know he would be the first one to say, if there's a corrupt law enforcement official, right. I want him out. Right. right. I think that's the difference. One of the main, and it's not just about this, but between the left and the right is group think versus individual think. Okay. The, the people on the right, generally, and I'm, and I'm not going to lump right. them because right. I'd be doing the same thing. Right. But as in my experience, as a rule, the individual's in charge. The individual does the bad, does the good, yep. uh, has the opportunity. On the left, it's more of a we need programs and so forth to lift an entire mm-hmm. or to punish an entire, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It just does not work. Mm-hmm. When you do things on a you did bad, so you be punished. Right. Then it works. Right. You work hard. Right. You succeed. That right. works. Right. Uh, but I, I don't know how you change that. It's a, the, it's a right brain, left brain thing, yeah. and I believe that's real. I believe that is real. Well, and it's this all or nothing philosophy. Like um, Amber Overheim said, I can support blue and I can combat racism. Absolutely. You can do both, but it right. seems like some people feel like you can only do one and, and you can't do both at the same time. Right. And I don't mm. believe that. Mm. One of the things that really frustrated me from a distance, and I need to say Champaign's my hometown. Mm-hmm. I've always been very proud mm-hmm. to be a Champaign native. But on two different occasions last summer, they allowed protesters to go to the Champaign Police Department mm. and scribble gaf- g- uh, graffiti. graffiti. I can't talk this mm-hmm. morning on the building, mm. on the sidewalk. <sighs> and it wasn't, um, I mean, it was very, very Graphic. harsh. Well, and I mean, like ACAB, all cops are. I'm not going to fill right. in the mm-hmm. blank. Right. This is a family Vulgar. friendly show. Right. But right. Um, why in the world would was you that allow allowed? that to happen? Right. You know, why in right. the world? Right was that allowed to take place and I, I just I think we have opportunities you know we all are people of faith uh, we're involved in ministry 
we need to make the most of opportunities, and that's something I wanted to brainstorm with the two of you. You know, what is something that a church could do? What is something that a, that a Christian could do? I told Chief Yates when we had him mm-hmm. on direct line that I think the vast majority of people that I interact with are pro-law enforcement, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. just never say anything about it. Right. It's just kind of assumed. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we live in a bad mm-hmm. news culture. So mm-hmm. right. when something really good happens, rarely do people come and mm-hmm. say, man, way to go. I mm-hmm. think I think the answer to that comes from those that you're trying to support. You ask the question, what do you need from us? Yeah. Because a lot of them don't want to be highlighted. Right. We don't want you to draw the right. attention. Right. We mm-hmm. want to be in the background. We don't want the story to be us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think you have to respect that. So that answer has to come from our friends yeah. uh, and support them quietly, ask yeah. them behind the scenes what they need. And then we also have to understand that we don't know everything either. I had a great conversation with our friend RJ yeah. and, and Gladys just a couple of Sundays, yeah. sat in the pew and it was wonderful. Yeah. They educated me a little bit, and I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. It was good. And maybe you hit it on the head. Maybe the key is we just need to have more conversations. Absolutely. We just need to reach out and, you know, be vulnerable, ask questions. Right. Sometimes I think we don't ask questions because we're afraid of what the response might mm-hmm. be. We're sure. afraid mm-hmm. of what the answer may be. Right. But maybe that's the, the key in some situations is just taking the time in our crazy busy lives to slow down and to have conversations. Steph, what do you think? Well, you did ask Chris Yates when he was on, yeah. what can we do? And he said, raise your children to be good right, citizens, good yeah. people, yeah. kind, yeah. considerate. And I think if we would just get back to the basics of that, yeah. in all areas of our life, things would go a lot better. Um, yeah. But it doesn't always happen, I guess. You know, something that um, I've been thinking a lot about that a church could do if they wanted to is, you know, buy pizzas for mm-hmm. a shift, second mm-hmm. shift, third shift, first shift, whatever it may be, you know, do something in the way of a, a thank you, you know, mm-hmm. that plays out. Cause I think you're right. Bean. I think most law enforcement officials that I know officers that I know, mm-hmm. they're not looking to come on direct line and mm-hmm. get patted right. on the back. No. You know, that's not what they no. want to do. No. I also know that at the end of the day, when someone comes up and they bring you an encouraging word, I heard last night, I was getting ready to go to bed about nine 30 mm-hmm. and I heard from from a college teammate that I played baseball with that I've not seen since 1991. Mm-hmm. Okay, he lives in deep southern Illinois. Um, we've not connected at all. He sent me a Facebook message and just said, hey, I want to let you know I've been catching your sermons and hmm. your radio show. Hmm. And, man, I've really enjoyed it, and I'm really proud of you. Aww. I'm not going to lie. that that That's a pick-me-up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't right. know that we were even Facebook friends at right. that point. Right. So I just think at the end of the day, there are opportunities to give an encouraging word, sure. whether it's public or not. Sure. You know, and yeah. if you have a neighbor that's in law enforcement, if you have a church member that's in law enforcement, you don't have to make a public spectacle right. out of saying, man, I'm just really thankful that you are putting yourself in, you know, risk day in, day out. Mm-hmm. To and, serve and, and to be consistent with it. I mean, I'm guilty of that in the last summer when everything was, I mean, right. I sent private messages to mm-hmm. right. our our, our church going law enforcement and, and spoke to several of them. Right. Uh, but that was in the height and to, and to a one, right. They don't want to be out in the line. Life. They just, right. Neither do they want to be denigrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Consistency in that support is, in, is yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steph, any thoughts fire. along those lines? I mean, you well, interact I, with a lot of people. I think they probably just want to go home to their families. I, right. And right? just like everybody mm-hmm. else, you want to go to work and do your job and then you want to go home and right. be safe. And it's unfortunate that, you know, in Terre Haute yesterday, he yeah. was serving a warrant. Right. 
30-year veteran, and that's which it. means it's he was done. probably close to retirement, would be my yes. guess. You know, How unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. makes no sense. I guess, I, and what I don't understand is with violence is that anybody would think about picking up a gun. Right. That that's going to solve the problem. I, I just I just don't understand it. And these are the people that respond when trouble comes. You know, you call 911 when you need help, and they're the people that come, and they just want to go home. Mm. So You know, something I'm just thinking out loud here, maybe it's a bad idea, but, you know, Amber Oberheim is on the, on the circuit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she addressed mm-hmm. the Champaign City Council last mm-hmm. night. Um, you know, is it a time for faith leaders or just people of faith to write letters to, you know, mm-hmm. aldermen and city mm-hmm. council just mm-hmm. saying, you know, I support our law enforcement mm-hmm. and I want you to mm-hmm. support our law enforcement. And and to be fair, you know, one of the things that was encouraging from Chief Yates was it sounds like there is a very good working relationship right. with the mayor right. and with the aldermen. And I think that's very positive, but mm-hmm. um, that takes time. But uh, I still think that. Maybe that's something that's going to turn the tide even more is if people of faith rise up and say, hey, we just want you to know this is where we stand, either right. as a church or yeah. as an individual, as a family, whatever it may be. You know, even my mom lives over in Covington. She showed up this past week at the Covington uh, City the, the board, school board meeting. Okay. No children in it, no grandchildren, yeah. but yeah. she there was some issues that they were discuss, discussing, and just some women from their church, older women, went and sat. I think just making yourself... Yeah. be present for some of these, you know, uh, city council meetings or, or whatever to sh- just show up maybe yeah. is, is, is making a statement. Yeah, I do. And that was a little tiny, tiny Covington, yeah. you know, yeah. school board. But I bet uh, Mrs. Oberheim would make a good guess behind well, this mic too. Honestly, right. I thought about that just right. as we were getting into this, mm-hmm. just to, to bring Amber in and, and allow her to share. I mean, uh, that's just a heartbreaking story. You know, right. here's it a dad is. that mm-hmm. um, intentionally worked third shift mm-hmm. so he could be a softball dad mm-hmm. and coach and right. you know, raise his four girls. And mm-hmm. um, it's just it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. on so many mm-hmm. levels. And, you know, I think part of the reality is there's evil in this world. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw that in military. Right. You know, there's evil in this world. I think it's even worse, though, for I don't know. Worse is the word, but the the apprehension and the stress for police officers mm-hmm. way more than for the military. Mm-hmm. The military gets into a fight and it's over. That doesn't mean it's not prolonged, right. mm-hmm. but you know, what's coming, you know, what you're facing for the right. most part, right? For police officers. Yeah. I mean, you're going, you're making a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. serving a warrant. Yeah. You're doing, you're sitting in your car. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And the moment could come and right. more and, and more and more often it is coming. And that right. just, it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Well, I guess my message this morning, you know, if you're a person of faith, um, we, we talk to guests all the time about how can we pray for you. I would just say pray for your law enforcement mm-hmm. officials. Look for opportunities to, um, you know, show acts of kindness. If you see a police officer, thank mm-hmm. him. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it'd be pretty cool if Danville police officers could never buy a cup of coffee in town. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I just think it, yeah. something along those lines to where there is this just genuine thankfulness Mm -hmm. and respect. And again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that there's not been problems, Mm -hmm. you know, um, every avenue of life, there are people that have abused power and have abused Mm -hmm. the, the blessing that they've been given. Mm -hmm. But I think the overwhelming number of people Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. take up this Mm -hmm. call are doing it uh, for the right reason, mm-hmm. and they're making, and they're, like you said, they just want to go home to their families. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want to be a dad or a mom or you know, a and husband to assume or a wife that and, someone who who answers a call uh, to assume that they're going into that situation with a 
and they could be going with a bias, but you don't even know who you're going right. to, you don't know who's going to be right. there. You don't right. know who's behind that phone call, right. what right. color they are. Right. They just go. Right. And right. it's it's unfortunate that they yeah. are labeled that they are so biased or whatever. They don't even know who's going to be there when right. they show up. Right. So yep. I'm, I'm thankful they answer the call. Yep. All right. Well, hey, we need to take one final break. When we mm-hmm. come back, it's history moment. Oh, Are you right. liking the history nuggets yeah. or not? I, I love it. I've got some I interesting ones it. this week okay, for good. you. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Our world needs humble, confident, bold, and integrity-infused leaders. Live online and in person at more than 500 host venues across the United States, it's the premier leadership event of 2021, the Global Leadership Summit, Thursday and Friday, August 5 and 6. World-class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and more. Join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org slash summit. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg and Bean Han. And we just heard the commercial with Bethany Hager yes. from the Women's Care Clinic. And uh, we're so thankful for the work that they do in Vermilion County. Yep. You said you wanted to talk a little bit about Women's Care Clinic. You know, we were blessed at Second Church to host the banquet this year. Jonathan Evans, right. son of famous preacher Tony Evans, was the keynote. Mm-hmm. It was a great night. And Bean, I don't know why you were at church that night. I don't know if it was for practice or whatever. Right. But you ended up kind of just soaking it all in up in the balcony i did yeah and you grabbed me afterwards and yes. said man i want to support the women's care clinic what was it that night that maybe 
made you say, this is something I want to be behind? I don't think there was a one. Okay. I think it was all of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd driven back from Virginia that day. Yeah. I was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> we had practice. I was planning on leaving. I yeah. went up to the balcony, Yeah. and it just was captivating. Yeah. So I just took a knee and watched the whole yeah. Bethany is pretty captivating. She is. I mean, she is so knowledgeable and driven and and Mm. such a good communicator. Right. Um, Yeah. yeah, She's impressive. Yeah, it was powerful. So one of the things I love about the Women's Care Clinic, I think when historians look back on our time that we've lived Mm -hmm. and assessing the United States of America, I think they're going to be horrified Mm. that 60 million children Mm. have been killed in the womb. Right. And you look worldwide at um, abortion liberalness, right. we're like in the top five nations worldwide. Sure, absolutely. With people you don't want to be connected with, like right. China right. and North Korea. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, that is a first importance issue. It always has mm-hmm. been. I think it's probably because I'm adopted is a, a major reason why. But I love the work of the Women's mm-hmm. Care Clinic. Um, literally fighting for life, mm. but it's so much more than just a pregnancy resource center, oh, you know, yes. and our friend Molly Goodwin mm-hmm. is now working with the WCC and she's working with dads and they're trying mm-hmm. to help families mm-hmm. and, you know, these women that come in and I think it's a fair term to use. They have a crisis pregnancy situation right. Right. and the world's saying, you know, there's this easy solution. Just go get an abortion. Mm-hmm. It'll be over. You'll mm-hmm. be done. Mm-hmm. I think they're saying, let's try to figure out if we can help you. Mm-hmm. And they really do help them. And I mean, oh, even yeah. some people that we've been connected with at Second Church, you know, mm-hmm. they told me eight years ago I was thinking about an abortion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I still am being encouraged by Beth. And well, it's know. the total package, too. It's not just the women. I right. mean, they're educating right. the men. The dads. Uh, yep. Because it's a family issue. Yep. It's not just a woman and pregnancy yep. issue. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it's an amazing Thing to watch and, and the help that they provide yeah. and in full disclosure i'm on the board so okay. um, maybe i know a little bit more than some and we are undertaking a really cool fundraising um mm-hmm. campaign right now to raise money for what is called a mobile mm-hmm. icu mm-hmm. Right. and uh this thing would be real this vehicle would be such a blessing because they would be able to take the services mm-hmm. of the women's care clinic on the road to places mm-hmm. like hoopston right. to places like georgetown and ridge farm mm-hmm. to places like even st joe illinois mm-hmm. um, transportation is a huge problem for people and uh, they said the number one factor in many situations that has a woman go from thinking i'm going to have an abortion to thinking i'm going to have life as my option is the sonogram ultrasound. the yeah. ultrasound yeah. right yeah. and mm-hmm. to be able to take that on the road is huge so i'm just mm-hmm. throwing that out there if you are a church a church leader a person of faith or even if you're not a person of faith and you're mm-hmm. a person that believes that you know life is mm-hmm. valuable and you'd like to know more about this reach out to me mm-hmm. at second church greg at secondchurch.com. call the office 442-7306 i'd love to tell you more mm-hmm. about this opportunity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think it's just enough the thing i love about bethany mm-hmm. is is the word complacency never comes to mind. <laughs> right. You know, that right. night, I oh mean, my. she said, I'm going to speak for five minutes. I think right. it went more like 15, right. but I didn't want her to stop. Right. right. Because she just kept sharing the vision, and here's what we're doing, and here's where we want to go, and it's just a really great ministry. It really is, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so if I was not a preacher, I'd be a history teacher. Okay. And so um, we've been kind of doing this week in history through the years, so I've come prepared. This week in history, July 6, 1054 A.D., church legal officials of the Roman Pope march into the church of Michael Cerulius, the patriarch of Constantinople. They place a bull on the altar. They excommunicate him. And this begins what's known as the great schism between the Catholic Church 
and the Orthodox hmm. Church. And I would make the case that if you're studying the history of the church since the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, 1054 A.D. is one of those dates hmm. that nobody's heard of, for right. the most part, hmm. that is crucially important. Huh. The first great schism. Had you heard of that before? I had not. You, you didn't get that at Cedarville. I did not Bean, get Bean, had you heard of you that? You know what? I they might have not. tried no. to teach me, and I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> so be. I can't right. blame them. Yeah, 1050. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I had to do a paper on this, and we had a theology prof, and he was actually semi-retired at the time. His name was Doc Strauss, Jim Strauss. <laughs> and I walked up to him on the sidewalk and interrupted a conversation that he was having with two other professors. And okay. I said, Dr. Strauss, when I say the date 1054 A.D., what comes to mind? And his face just lit up and he goes, well, that's the Great Schism. And he grabs me and he says, come with me. And he takes me to the library at Lincoln Christian College. And he's got a file folder full of all the stuff on the Great Schism. So that made that paper. What you, uh, I mean, you think changing your shirt was an idea. <laughs> Imagine somebody toting a bull in there and throwing it down. I know. Crazy, crazy stuff. Hey, July 8, 1741, see if you've heard of this, Colonial Congregational Minister Jonathan Edwards preaches his classic sermon at Enfield, Connecticut. Here's the quote, you are thus in the hands of an angry God. Tis nothing but his mere pleasure that keeps you from being this moment swallowed up in everlasting destruction. Talk about fire and brimstone. Yeah, how would that play at Second yeah, Church this week? Wow. What do you think? Well, I mean, you, it's true. Yeah. It's all true, but yeah. Well, you look at Jonathan Edwards, and I think he is credited sure. with making a huge mm -hmm. impact. And this is before, you know, independence. This right. is when right. the colonies are just colonies, mm -hmm. but he was a fire and brimstone mm -hmm. preacher that changed his world for mm -hmm. Christ. Absolutely. One more date, July 10, 1863. Clement C. Moore dies. Never heard of him. Now, in 1819, he established the General Theological Seminary. He taught Greek and Hebrew literature for 28 years, but he's most famous hmm. for a poem that he authored, A Visit from St. Nicholas, in 1823, and you've both heard it. You know it as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Never heard of him. And so there you go. There we go. There you go. So that's what's happening this week in history. So, Steph, I may put this on your docket in two weeks because I'm going to be gone. That's I'm right. going to be in New England. She'll be the history and, person. And, well, you or Terry Goodwin are going to have to come, come up with up, something. I can come up with some things. <laughs> yep. It may not be Jonathan Edwards, but I can right. come up with some stuff. Okay, good news segment. We're almost done. Several weeks ago, yeah. we hosted the Bible Bistro guys, yep. Brian Johnson yep. and Ryan Sarver, yep. and they were guests on Direct Line the last week in May, but we also stuck around and I recorded a podcast right. with them and I had the opportunity to uh, to share with them and that aired last week. I so, listened to it. Yeah, what would you think? I thought it was really good reminder for congregations to remember to support their pastors. Not yeah, that you yeah. were saying right. please support me, but you're saying no, it's right. so important across the board. Across yeah. the board. So it was just, really you did a great it job. It was a good podcast. Yeah. Well, well good. I love the Bible Bistro guys yeah. and I think they have a unique niche and it's right. something that I highly recommend. Right. And right. that's all we got this week. Good Bean, show. Bean, thanks, thanks for, for being, being in the studio. studio. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. And so on behalf of Bean Han and Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. Thanks for listening to Direct Line, and we will see you next week.